One size fits all seems like a good idea for clothes until you try them on. Same goes for healthcare. That's why United Healthcare offers flexible, budget friendly coverage for medical, vision, dental, and more. Learn more at uh1.com. With threats to our nation waiting around every corner, adaptability is more important than ever. When conditions change without notice, quick strategic thinking is crucial. And with obstacles consistently impending, determination is essential in overcoming them. It's this willingness, decisiveness, and resilience that sets Marines apart. With our fighting spirit, we don't just fight battles, we win them. Marines are the constant our nation counts on to fight the unknown. And through adaptable problem solving, we do just that. Learn more at Marines.com. Morning, John. Morning, everybody watching Morning, and listening. Everyone listening, as this is a pod as well. Yeah, easy to forget. Uh, in fact, most people listen. Hello. Uh, you're right. Yeah, not too bad. Much better after uh, yesterday's result. Definitely yeah. cheered me up. Yeah. But what about I watched yourself? it live. Yeah. What did you think? Oh, should I say that? Yeah. Nah. Really? What are they going to do? What do you want to know? I mean, what do you know? Uh, seen the goals, watched uh, some of the game, but yeah, yeah it was uh, it was good. We looked. I don't I don't know overall, but Josh Tucker, good result yesterday. Keep keeping David's hopes up, which is marvelous. <laughs> yeah. To be honest, every uh, every time we pick up three points, I think to myself, oh, we could bloody sneak in here if yeah. if results go our way. We could bloody sneak in, and that's—I don't like that. I don't, I don't want to have that feeling because it's just—that's the worst way to feel. Because you're just going to be disappointed when it doesn't happen. Well, it is going to happen. Oh, I hope so. Back I mean, with, with, with games in hand, we're quite a way off. Like, I think Barnsley's the team we want to slip up, but yeah, well, Barnsley—Barnsley have got two games in hand, haven't they? They played twenty-five or something, or twenty twenty-six, maybe. Jamie Whitlock, first visit to watch Exeter, sat in the away end, power of the pod. Love that. Love that. Yeah. Absolutely love that. that, that actually, those kind of little messages make my day. I love it when people go just because they've listened to the pod. It's brilliant. It's so yeah, good. well, a friend of mine, a comedian called Alex, he went yesterday and recorded the penalty. That, wow. And I've got it here. Do you want to see it? Go on. Can you pull it up on, on yeah, the screen? Yeah, oh, yeah, wow. yeah. Wow. <laughs> Let's, first of all, let's talk about the empty stadium. Honestly, mate, it was so bleak. I was—I I think I showed a clip to uh, one of my mates, and he was saying like, "It's like a game during COVID time. Terrible, absolutely, just awful facilities." All right, not awful facilities. I think that facilities are there potentially. Well, to be yeah, but how can they have that stadium and not, not be able to have a good pitch? Imagine playing for them at home. You got to get yourself. Come on, lads! Yeah, get there's yourself a, up. There's it. a little triangle of supporters going. Come on! What was it like? Five thousand or six, six or seven thousand attendants in a thirty thousand seater. That's just bleak. That I wouldn't want that ever. Yeah, I suppose my dream is that we do build a stadium like that, and that's that's that could be what we eventually have. What you want? A big, big old MK? I want a thirty-five thousand stadium. 
35,000. 10, 10 miles outside of Exeter, heading towards my neck of the woods. <laughs> never, ever going to happen. I, don't, I can't see a time where the fans agree to ever having a stadium outside of Exeter. No, I, I, I wouldn't. Worry. I saw an aerial view of our stadium in the week, in amongst all the houses. I thought, I love that. I do like that. It's yeah. cosy. Classic. It's proper football ground. Yeah. Beautiful. Uh, Joseph Stead said the stadium was built before the team existed, I believe. There you go. I've actually stayed in the uh, in the hotel at Stadium MK. There's a hotel inside the ground. Oh, right. Yeah, which looks over the pitch. I've stayed there. It's all right. It's decent. Nice right. little hotel. Placing Pebbles says, great stadium, terrible support. Uh, that summed it up perfectly, isn't it, really? So they were all over us for the first 25 minutes, and I reckon yeah, they I had... Yeah, I reckon they had um, four or five good opportunities, and it was these three that were causing all the damage. Right, now, this guy is a player. Okay, can, we t- can you talk me through some names here then, David? Come on. Okay, so this guy is called Paris Maghoma. All right, I think this guy's from Brentford. Okay. I think. Jonathan Lecco. Yeah, that's a really good signing at League One level. Signed him in January, I think. Anyway, Jack Sparks had him in his pocket in the second half, John. Oh, there you go. Yeah. Jonathan Lico, get out. You and then Salai, Sully, KK, Kai Kai? Yeah, yeah. Did he also come in January? I think so. Ooh, okay. So, so they were they were fiddly and we were struggling to deal with them, I thought. Yeah. The first half. But. But. There's always a but. Well, dealt, the, dealt with them, we did. And who the hell is our goalkeeper? Jokko Andreessen. Yeah. How can you not know about this guy? This guy is... He was a hero. So we we went into the COVID season, I think it was. I can't, I can't for the life of me remember what years they are now. And we didn't have a keeper. but well, we did. Or we, it might have been just Harry Lee or someone had just left. Christy might have just left. I don't know. But we got him in on loan from Reading. No one was expecting an awful lot. And he was incredible. Was he? Unbel- really young, passionate, like over the top, eccentric, like oh, goalie. Everyone was like, wow. He was not in not in terms of his his goalkeeping. He can't talk. His goalkeeping abilities are very traditional, I think, but his actual persona is very eccentric, out there, um, vocal, loud for a young keeper, which is very rare. Um, so he just became a fan's favourite so quickly, so so quickly, and everyone loved him. And then he came back again for a little stint. I think we got him on an emergency loan, and then now he's back on another emergency loan. And People just love him. I would love to. I would, it'd be my dream keeper permanently. No oh, nonsense. Man. Passionate. Oh, I love him. Love him to bits. Sam Sam Nor- uh, Morris got a question for you, John. How is Handbake Juan feeling about sneaking into the playoffs? I think we. I really think we can do it. I really think we can do it. Yeah. I just. It's. It, it's annoying that I think we can do it, but realistically, it's probably not going to happen. But. We, we have a, a, an actual chance of the, if people slip up, which people do all the time, teams are going to slip do up. They? Is that what happens coming into the final furlongs? If people have got to play on pitches like MK Don's pitch and other pitches like that where they're boggy, they're tired, they pick up injuries. I'm surprised we didn't get any injuries yesterday. I heard from Gary Caldwell's interview, we got a lot of players down with cramp, or both teams did. So playing on those heavy pitches, teams are going to get injured. I think if we can keep our players fit, the two new signings, Mitchell and Ameson, look really good. Look like really sturdy signings. Uh, now, let me talk to you about this guy. Go on, go on, hit me. Hit me a bit. Came on. 
with ten minutes to go. Yep. Silky as did a little, did a little, uh, did this little flick. I thought, yeah, he's different level. This kid. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. That's that's. Um, Let's have well, a look. I mean, Hibernian paid three hundred thousand for him not too long ago, which is who, you know who did Hibernian paid like three hundred thousand, I think something around. I don't know if it's it was undisclosed or whatever, but you know, what is that a lot or not a lot? Yeah, it's quite a bit for is it for for somebody, especially like in the Scottish Prem. You know, the only teams that spend big in the Scottish Prem are you know Celtic and Rangers, maybe a few of the like other teams like Motherwell, Aberdeen. But right. like for Hibs to spend three hundred k, I think it's I think it's a big thing. And this guy, have, Will Ameson, am I right? Yeah, 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 yeah. Will Ameson. I've not seen a lot of teams have Giovanni and Sam Nombe and Jay Stansfield sort of all wrapped up, and this guy was part of the. Uh, Defense that did it earlier on in the season, so yeah, he, uh, he, he seems like a. Re- and Bolton fans were absolutely fuming that he'd gone. People like saying they just signed a player earlier on in the day. I think they say, I think they signed Cameron Jerome earlier on, on in the day, and people were like, "Oh, they ruined you know like we've lost our centre half, this that the other." So people, Bolton fans were genuinely gutted that he'd gone. John, um, check this out, Josh Tucker, yeah, Argyle yeah. reject. Yeah, yeah but someone said, it. wasn't he injured at Argyle? That's why they had a to lot. Let him go. Apparently, yeah, I don't think he played. As much as he should have done. I think Josh is a little bit jealous. <laughs> I think he's seen Ames and thought, ooh, I'm a bit jealous. Yeah, well, what can I say? He's our player now. Let's hope he absolutely smashes it. Because yeah. I want a little playoff push, please, lads. Cheers. <sighs> so I, th- I was looking at the table as I do. You yeah, get five wins on the trot, you're looking very healthy indeed. I don't think you understand how unrealistic five wins on the trot is. Yeah, but we've got some... Who was it that said yesterday? Have a look at our next four or five fixtures. You know, they're all... They'll be tricky, but they're all winnable, John. Cambridge, yeah. Burton. But that those are the kinds of games we will lose. We will lose to Cambridge, we'll lose to Burton. And then no, we'll we won't. We'll beat Plymouth, Sheffield, Wembley. We've just gone to MK Dons and won. Yeah, true, actually. That, you know that's a great. You know what? You've actually done me there, because that's a great point. But we lost to Burton early on in the season. We lost to Cambridge early on in the season. Um, and we lost to Cheltenham early on in the season. Or was it a draw? Oh, I can't remember the home game at Cheltenham for the life of me. But I think we might have actually lost. So, yeah, that was the game with the horrible time-wasting, yeah. So... Yeah, but we got the golden child. We got Mitchell. Yeah, he seems to be playing well. Seems to be playing really well. Well, to be honest, he was snuffed out. Yeah. Snuffed out? Snuff, yeah. Snuffed out. Oh, right, yeah. It was snuffed out yesterday. That I think that someone mentioned when we were doing the watch along that they had a couple of people on him. Well, that's so the thing. Didn't see, didn't see At much this level, him. you kind of need players that are like Joe White and those and Giovanni and previously in League Two, Matt Jade, you know, Josh Key, maybe not so much in League One, but definitely League Two players that make other teams have to put multiple players around and space opens up elsewhere on the pitch. What's this all about? <laughs> this is my penalty flamingo. Right. And um getting emotional. I held, I held it close to my chest yesterday when Giovanni Brown was about to take his penalty and okay. he he scored. So whenever we have a penalty now. So that's okay, right. So th- this was only a penalty flamingo yesterday. Oh yeah, this is a new thing. Okay, all right. Cool. So if we get to the playoffs, it goes to pens. This guy's going to come out. Don't worry about that. 
Have you got an, is, has he got a name or is he just Penalty Flamingo? Yeah, Penalty Flamingo. No, we could call. We got to give him a name. Pete the Penalty Flamingo. Okay, there you go. So when it, yeah, whenever we have, so it's just like that, and then he scored, and it was lovely. Yeah, I bet. I bet. I wish I had a little. The thing is, you mock this uh, pink bird. If we go through on pens in the playoffs, suddenly you'll be respected. You get, if, if we get if we get to the championship. In, on, yeah. From penalties on playoffs, Pete the Flamingo is going on the team coach. I don't care. He's going on the team. <laughs> Put him under the windscreen. <laughs> right, we, we have our little uh, guest with us today. And it's James who's been on the pod before. Yeah. People love James. James is a great... I'm lad. putting loads of pressure on him now because he's normally got loads of smashing anecdotes so he's probably uh, sat there going, oh, shit. He won't get... He won't. <laughs> There's no, uh, there no but way. But let's welcome James to the show. Hey! Hi, lads. Hey, Can I just say that what I've done here is the sort of contrived look that would have made peak Tony Blair blush. Um, While your dressing gown? I've got pyjamas and dress... Can I just say that normally I'm up at like half six, I'm the first person dressed in the house, and I thought I'll deliberately make it look like I'm some sort of knackered dad, even though, yeah. it's, it's, as I say, totally contrived. I'd like to sort of apologise to myself, actually. That's, that's a really nice dressing gown, to be fair. It, that does look silky. Thank you. Thank you. It's a, it's a kimono. Um, I had the option of getting dressed like a normal person and deliberately didn't purely for these purposes. So, Whenever you um, come on, James, can you always wear a dressing gown? Yeah, I think it's got to be a thing now. <laughs> I think this might be my, my new look, like doing the, the school run. <laughs> what, are your, uh, what are your gym jams like underneath? Oh, so the, the, the Gill family, thanks to my wife, every year we do the family Christmas pyjamas. Yeah, lovely. Yeah, and what we, what, historically Ooh, what I do is wear them on, thing. what's that? You sexy thing. Thank you. But all I ever do is wear them on Christmas Eve and then never wear them ever again. So I'm trying to make a concerted effort to wear them more. You look really cosy because with this Sunday morning show, I wanted it to be like a cosy mug of tea, chitter chatter. You do look really hour. warm. I don't know. Yeah, that, you look warm and cosy. I, I, I am quite warm. I've, I'll be honest with you. I've already had my t- uh, my two coffees for the day, so I'm onto water. I'm afraid. Okay, same. Do you get too, I get I get too wired if I have too much coffee. Yeah. Wow. So, James, football. What we're I just thinking. wanted to say, lads, yeah. for the first time ever, the least, as you know, the least I can do is a bit of prep. So, for the first time ever, I visited the Exeter City official YouTube page and I watched your goals and I watched your post match interviews. Wow. And I'll tell you what, I think we can all agree. I mean, right, firstly, well done. That's your first ever winner, NK Dons. Is this correct? Is it? It might be. It could well be, yeah. But they've not been around very long. Up your game. Come on, let's. <laughs> Come on! Is it? I think well, so. Yeah, I think it is, yeah. But also, I mean, that stadium, I mean, I'm not saying anything new here. Can we all agree that the whole MK Dons thing was the worst idea ever? Right, what What was the idea? Can you fill me in? So the idea was, I believe, Wimbledon, like the original crazy gang, they yeah. went into administration and folded. And then was it Pete Winkleman? Wait, no, 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 no. AFC Wimbledon didn't go into administration. Pete Winkleman bought AFC Wimbledon and just moved them to Milton Keynes. Yes. So he he moved it like franchi- franchise style, like they're doing the NFL. Yeah. 
So like you know, well like the, the there were the LA Raiders, then there's the Oakland Raiders. You know, teams will move from city city to city. So that was the thinking, and I think it's only now with the benefit of high, like years later hindsight where you look back and go, how did we? We're such a meek, we're such meek people, aren't we? You know, like if you think of like Partygate and everything, we, we that is something we we really should have done more about. We should have I'm not saying rioted, but at least done something. And I feel so strongly about the MK Dons thing. We football fans, I feel like we failed Wimbledon. We really, we let them down and we let, we all let that happen and we, and we shouldn't have done. And that is, I, I feel like actual shame about that. You know, I, I've got friends of mine who are AFC Wimbledon fans and that, that should never have gone through. We're not the NFL. You know, the fact that one minute there's Wimbledon and now they're the MK Dons founded yeah. in 2004. I mean, it's, Would that stadium ever get busy? Would it ever fill up? I mean, this is it. This is it. Let's have a little looky. Let's have a little looky. I mean, I was looking at highlights yesterday. I think they have sold out for some FA Cup games, but I think when they played Man United in the FA Cup and things like that. See, that's even worse. Yeah, yeah, exactly. It shows that they've got the ability to sell it out, but just no one wants to go and watch it. That's even worse. Yeah, it is worse. Because that, to me, says they're not interested in football. They're just interested. That's like... That's like comedy fans who only ever go to the comedy night when you've got the arena filling comedian, but don't go on the equivalent of your get it off your chest, James. Tuesday in Stoke. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. And so those those, exactly. those guys aren't going because they love football. They're going because they yeah. want to see Manchester United, which makes them even worse. It makes them worse. Yeah, that used to be me, and now I'm going. I'm that guy who goes to a comedy club to watch the unknown open spot, and I'm loving it. Well, can I? I wanted to ask you a question, David, based on oh, what's God. happened in your life. Oh, Do you love Exeter City more now than you used to love Manchester United? Do you need, do you need the countdown, David? The podcast, <laughs> wait, the podcast <laughs> listeners, David. <laughs> What was the question? <laughs> Can I just say I've never been more tense in my life? <laughs> what was the question? Yeah, we've got to do that before every... <laughs> do I love... What was it? Do you love Exeter City more now than you used to love Manchester United? <laughs> right, I'm telling you now, you lot can sit in the, the, the comment box or whatever, and listen to this pod, go, who is this idiot? But you have not switched teams and not experienced what I'm experiencing. Oh, I have. Just answer the question. Oh, you have. Okay. Fair, fair enough. <laughs> so took, well, the first time I appeared on the podcast, I talked at length how I've become a Crystal Palace fan. Yes. I love Crystal Palace more than most blood relatives. I've realised my relationship with Man United, I don't know what it was based on. It was paper thin. Yeah. Now, now look at me. Look now at me. Look I'm literally you. sitting in a question. rock box. Do you love Exeter City more than you loved Man United when you were supporting? Yeah. There we yeah. go. Yeah. I think yeah. I, I, I feel that. Yeah. 
Have I John, ever paid £10 to watch Man United play MK Dons on a Saturday? No. What Did I yesterday? Is? Yes, John's, and it annoyed John's me. John's journalistic nous really shone through there because he wasn't afraid to push you on the question. No, no, no. I, that is no, why, John, that, John, that's why you will be a reporter on Match of the Day within 10 years. 10 years? <laughs> you know, I, yes. I'll take that. Everyone's saying Man United was just lust. Simon Rogers, Man United was just lust. Yeah, I think so. I think but you, so. But, but you did support them when they were a bit rubbish, didn't you? Like, well, yeah. like pre-Fergie. Pre yeah, yeah, yeah. I supported them in the 80s with McClare and when they just used to win FA Cups every four years or something. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, I'm not a glory hunter. I went to really? university with uh, Arthur Alberston's son, Ross Alberston. Did you? You what? You had what? You had a birthday with him? No, I went to university with him. Oh, yeah. so I've, I've known I've known Ross. I've known Ross since he was about eighteen. I didn't. Re there was a thing that came up uh, recently. It was all time uh, Man United's all time top appearances. I didn't realise Arthur. I think he's in the top ten. Because Arthur Alberston, he was, was he a fullback? He was, wasn't he? Yeah, and he was like yeah. he was seventies into the eighties. Yeah. See. Yeah. But so, somebody, somebody recently, I think, must have climbed up in the ten. I'm not. I'm not sure who. <laughs> yeah. So, what did you think of our manager, James, when you saw the interview? Do you know what? I had I had so much more love and respect for him because the that that job of asking the questions after a game isn't always the easiest because you know your questions are going to appear on the website or be or be broadcast live, whatever it may be. And I thought, and I felt that the lad asking the questions did a really good job. But I, I thought Coldwell, if you watch it, showed such compassion and patience, and waited for the lad to to finish asking every question. And my so my heart really swelled for Gary Coldwell. I thought he came across uh, re really well. He came across as a a, a, a lovely human. <laughs> I sound like I sound like Brendan Rodgers, a beautiful human being. But I, I, yeah, that must be such a hard moment. I mean, a bit, a little bit easier when you've got a two-wheel, two-nil away win, but that must but be still, tricky you, right after the you, game. You can still feel the pressure of, especially if you're not doing it, doing it a long time. People are going to be watching this. This is the manager of the club that I follow. It's so important that I get this right. That you've got mm. all that going on in your head. And Caldwell stood, listened to everything, answered everything, had a joke with him. I thought I, yeah. I, I loved Caldwell a great deal. And also, what reflected really well on your boys is when uh, your man who scored the brace, Giovanni Brown, yes. I always love a bit of this, bit of, la bit of laughing and joking with his teammates while the interview's going on, which, yes, Bang. that really suggests that there's good, close-knit fun uh, among the players. Because yeah. when, when things are going badly, you don't have that sort of, I don't want to use the word banter, but you know what I mean? But you can hear other lads chipping in while he's trying to answer the question, yeah. but it's all done in a really love fun all that. way. Love all that. Look Loved at this. It. Alex Petrovich, comedian from Brighton, he was there last night. He took that shot. That's, Lovely. I think that was Lovely. Look at that. But, mate, look at the top tier. On yeah, that photo, can you see the top tier all along the back? Well, even the bottom tier is not exactly the fullest, is it? <laughs> oh, honestly, watching it live, you'd have like a family of four in there like that. And then about 15 <laughs> seats down there is another family of four. Really why, bad. So, John, why did Winkleman? Why didn't he just start a team called Milton Keynes United? Well, I, I think, I think originally, don't get me, wrong, don't get me wrong, I could be horrifically wrong here, but I think originally, because I've, I've been to MK Dons a few times and they've got sort of like crap about their history up anyway. 
Don't have but a like, go at them. They'll come on here and troll us. Oh, it's be nice. They can troll. They were literally founded in 2004. Oh. I'm older than that football club. That says that speaks volumes. Um, but I think he wanted to build, make his own team. But I don't think he could be asked to get him out of the leagues. You know, like the bottom leagues. So I think he just bought one and moved it. Which Absolutely, is just, it's horrid, never isn't it? Get away with that now. You'd never ever get away with that now. Absolutely awful. I just don't. I don't know how they got away with it then, though. No, well, I don't. I don't know that. Yeah, I don't. I don't know. I don't know. But crazy story. Um, you know, like AFC Wimbledon and MK Dons played each other in in League One, like last season. So M- AFC Wimbledon made their way all the way up the divisions again and played them, which is an incredible story as well. So where are AFC Wimbledon? League Two now. Are they? Yeah, they got relegated last season. Just got a new ground as well, which is a bit of a bummer because I'd like to go into that. But oh well. But I think the fa- the fans there they love it right now, don't they? And I, I, I mean, I'm ta- I'm singing to the choir here, but I know fans of Premier League clubs who are. I mean, th- to be fair, this is a really good Premier League season, but generally speaking, are getting disillusioned with with the Premier League in that the richest clubs win the league and win the trophies and what have you. And so after a while, you're like, what what's sort of the point in this? And I think more and more fans will, I know I would say this speaking to you two, but I think that more fans over time will end up dropping down the divisions for a, a bit more fun, you know. Even my even my mates, so a lot of my mates are like, so Leeds fans or like Liverpool, like top Prem side fans, maybe except Leeds. <laughs> but um, like, they always say, they always say like, whenever they come to watch Exeter City with me, or they go watch, they'd rather go watch Ultranham live or someone in, in the Manchester area or Exeter City live now than watch that, like, you know, what was their Prem teams on the telly because it's just like, it's just not the same. It doesn't feel the same. It doesn't, you don't feel part of it. James, I'm tapping, into, say, I'm tapping into something here, son. Yes. I'm tapping into something here. You are, you are. You, you, you've got you've got on at the ground floor, my friend. Yeah. But I, but I, genu- I genuinely think that football, this is such yeah. a cheeseball comment, football really needs Arsenal to win the league this year. They yes. Re- football really needs... Because it. Arsenal are doing it again. the right way. Am I correct, James? They're doing it the right way. Absolutely. Yeah. There was a manager, you know, that people wanted Arteta out. They stuck by him. They've, bring, they've been proved correct. They've not done it in the way that City and Newcastle are doing it. Um, I'm not. You know, I'm, not, I'm not making out like they've they've only got two pound fifty and all that. Uh, but I hope we had a nice laugh at Forest Green yesterday. This is a lovely setup you've got here with the graphics and what. <laughs> For everyone listening uh, on the pod, I'm playing with the graphics on the. Screen. I can see where all the sound billions have gone. <laughs> but, but also, for anyone who doesn't know the Forest Green story, did anyone see what happened to Forest Green yesterday? No. What? They were one nil up for from about the sixteenth minute in, and they were one nil up in the ninety third minute, and they lost. No, the yeah, with Duncan Ferguson, with Duncan Ferguson yeah. in charge, they conceded a ninety fourth and ninety eighth minute winner. Oh, John, I'm sorry, yeah. but Forest Green Rovers get a kick in on this podcast every single week, and I don't why? understand why. I don't yeah, know. Yeah, Ryan Bowman scored for Migration. Why do people not like Forest Green? Is why, it because of the, the vegan and green thing? Oh, well, well. No, no one doesn't like them. I think they're grounded. They've got ladies' toilets. No. <laughs> right, yeah, true. Very true. They don't... Well, they think they do. They've got one. Um, yeah. Get your but, women's yeah. bugs in there, son. That's not, that's completely separate story. I think the okay. reason why people are not so fond of Forest Green in a footballing sense is because of... The, it's, I, I don't know. 
the owner himself, I don't think is an issue, but like it's got he's got a lot of money. Um that they you know, Forest Green have never played in green and black. They've always played in black and white. So fans, original fans that were fans of Forest Green before this chap came in was like, Well, we don't play in green and black. Why are we green and black? And I think there's an idea, and this is not my opinion, but there's an idea that the owner uses Forest Green as a sort of promotional thing for his business, ecotricity, and other things like that. Jesus I'll tell you God. what, John, this has been an absolute education. Yeah. I can't believe that yeah. Forest Green are the, are, the, are, the, are the man city of the lower leagues. Yeah. They have got a lot of money. Well, I mean, like the owner is, I think he owns like something, the percentage is getting less and less now, but he owns, he used to own something like 90% of the electric pumps in the country. Uh, that if you go to any service station, you'll see ecotricity, fill-up stations, that kind of stuff. Can you say that fact again? He owns 90%. It was something like that. I don't know if it's that high. It's electric don't, pumps. Don't quote the percentage, but it was a lot. If you go to any service station, you can, you'll can see ecotricity pumps. Did, did you see the unveiling picture with him and Duncan Ferguson? Yeah, and a burger. Mate, the burger. burger. And then also the guy's wearing one of those posh person scarves, isn't he? Yeah, yeah, yeah. He... Um, I mean, he's very like he's he's even he's like environmentally friendly. All of his electricity has come from renewable sources and things like that. But they they use lots of money. They use the urine from away fans to fertilize the pitch. What? What I don't know. Google it. Forest Green used the urine from away fans to fertilize the pitch. And also, like their kits made of like (laughs) yeah, kits made of ground coffee. And bamboo, Super. yeah, bamboo sticks and ground coffee. I'm all over them now. This is great. I think I love Forest Green. <laughs> yeah, I think I do. Well, David was David was in awe of the the background of their stadium. Yeah, right? honestly, it's like uh, all creatures great and small. It's beautiful out the back. The tractors and uh, sheep. It's lovely. <laughs> David's going to launch a new podcast called Greenies Go. <laughs> <laughs> Bloody hell. So you, you, uh, you boys are thinking you're thinking promotion this season. Is that the vibe? Not the promotion, playoffs. playoffs. Listen, listen. We, John, yesterday, we've been playing well this season. We've had some slip ups against the, the smaller teams. We've gained three players in the last three weeks. They're a little bit tasty. A little bit tasty. One of them's only on loan for seven days. Y- Seven days. No, no. Ameson. Yeah, and Mitchell. Mitchell yeah. and the Golden Child. Well, yeah, he was he was a few weeks ago though. Now Joe White. Come on. It was about three weeks ago. Yeah, come on. Right, we're going to have to end this because we're very strict with our times on a Sunday. Well, I am. <laughs> How, uh, um, sorry. <laughs> Who are we going to? Lo- are we going to lose someone in the next couple of days? I don't think so. Uh, and, le- and like I've said, so my 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 mate Dan. Bless him. He asked me the same thing. I think he, well, he's a massive City fan. He saw Giovanni score two. He's like, oh my God, he's going to go. He's going to go. And he said, oh, I've seen on Twitter that he did a little farewell thing at the end. What? I'm telling you now. Yeah, it, uh, it's crap. It's like those, you know, those fans that spout so much crap. It's like a broken clock. If you say enough crap, you get it wrong. If you, you know, you're right two times a day. That sort of analogy, you know. But I can't see anyone going unless we get a really, really significant offer. No one is going to go unless it's stupid money that we can't turn down. What's stupid Harry money? Has already said, you know, if someone's going to pay a million quid for Giovanni Brown, well, then yeah, you're laughing. But no one is going to pay a million quid. So, well, you know, Forest Green might. Um, Somebody, 
One of the oh, comments. Look, cha- Channel Nem. Who's Channel Nem? Are you a Sunderland supporter? No more rumours about Josh Key to Sunderland up here. There you go. Channel Nem. I've been all new. over Xweb this week as pos- as as much as I can. Every evening I go into Xweb and have a little look see just to see what they're saying. And uh, who the is Agent Andy? I haven't got a scoop. So eight, there's a there's a guy on Xweb, which is the Exeter City Forum, James. And yeah. they'll go, Agent Andy, uh, is Giovanni Brown going to be off uh, in the transfer? He comes along. Five minutes later, Giovanni Brown will not be going anywhere in the transfer. And then he'll go, keep an eye on... Keep an eye out on Hibernian over the next 24 hours. Who is he? Do you want me to tell you who I think Agent Andy is, right? Well, not who I think it is, but... This is huge. This is absolutely huge. Also, John, every club has got one of these Agent Andy types. There's one at Palace who historically has correctly called transfers and stuff. Are we allowed to say this, John? I don't want to put... No, 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 no. I'm just saying What I'm saying, Agent Andy is an individual who most likely knows a player. Knows a director, knows a whoever, someone involved at the club who's telling them something in advance, maybe a couple of days before, like you do. And he'll, without knowing, go on. So he goes under the age, alias of Agent Andy onto XWeb so that the person that tells him doesn't know who it is. And then he just posts about, he posts little droplets like, oh, Hibbert, keep an eye on Hibernian. Well, yeah, it's easy to say that when you know he's bloody coming in. So there you go. That's my piece on Agent Andy. Don't like him. Get out. I'll tell you what, John, the, fir- the first time I did the podcast, John was an absolute powerhouse. But he has grown. He has blossomed. If Gary Lineker is watching this, he'll be abs- he'll be terrified. Jo- I just, come with I don't me, like come with John Beer. I just don't like the fact he thinks he's some sort of guy that's in the know. He's not. I love he, it. He's, I love well, it. He clearly is someone in the know, but like, whoever's Do telling I him think? needs to shut up. I think John Beer is Agent Andy. Yeah, Sam Sam Mason, Johnny's Agent Andy. Yeah, you know what, Sam? No, that's the answer to that. No, I'm not, because I don't know who's coming in. Well, Agent Andy, I appreciate all your efforts on XWeb, and I hang off every word. So thank you. I don't. Please stop. Cheers. I think it's ex- it's exciting to have an agent Andy in the mix, though, isn't it? You know, it is a bit it is a bit. I, think, I actually completely disagree. I think it's the opposite. I think you know who who's coming in. Oh, great! I know everyone who's coming in. I might as well never look at the transfer. You know when a transfer is announced and they're like, oh, 30 minutes to to who's signing. <laughs> John's dad is agent. The worst thing is, is, my dad is actually called Andy. Oh, is your no! dad called Andy? Yeah. Wow, we're through the looking glass here. Wow. Oh, my dad don't have a my dad don't have a scoop. Honestly, he he just he goes to the games and he just watches. Trust me. <laughs> so, he, so he makes you think. Listen, Agent Andy, keep doing what you're doing, son. You're doing a fantastic job. <clears throat> you're James, would you like yeah. to plug anything? Well, very quickly, you boys. You, I've shared my Coldwell love. You boys love him, don't you? I love him. Oh, I love him. It's what a safe pair of hands that dude has yeah. got. At the end of his race. I love, I love his accent. He's so powerful. I'm just like, I'm safe in your arms. Oh, if I if I was playing for him, he'd go, David, do this. Yes. I'd do it. anything he says. Go and clean the toilets. Yes, Gary. And, I, and I'll tell you what, like like a lot of great managers, you know that there's a dark side when it when he needs to unleash it in the dressing room. 
Wow, I'm pretty sure he unleashes it on the sideline sometimes. Yeah, yeah. Um, he got yeah. so angry at Portsmouth, didn't he? I've not seen it. I've not seen. Did he? A lot like that. Yeah, when Joe White got fouled for his what, what should have been a penalty but wasn't given, he uh, he was going uh, berserk at the fourth official, and he is not someone. I I, I met him in person at the training ground a few weeks ago. Who? Gary Caldwell. Love. You really didn't lovely, tell me that. Really lovely bloke. Would you? Oh, call? that's nice, John. Oh. What was that like? Yeah, yeah. Oh, I, well, yeah. I went. Yeah, I went to see. Went to see the the building out at the training ground. I went to do all of that. Oh my but gosh. I, I was, just while I was back for Christmas, and it was um, it's all looking good. Yeah, it's great. But yeah, he was he was lovely. So kind. I didn't expect that. I thought he'd be a bit like tough, you know. Sort of, but he was like really lovely. I saw, that's what I saw in the interview. The, a lovely side. David, is 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 it true that Gary is your plus one for the Bafters? Mm. Perfect. Imagine that, me and Gary hand in hand down so the red funny. carpet. Just don't mention it, just the two of you walking down the red carpet. But I, I'm higher status than Gary that night, so I tell him what to do. You go clean the toilets, Gary. <laughs> <laughs> Imagine that if you win, but only Gary Caldwell gets up to accept the BAFTA. <laughs> cool, he'd do a good job though, wouldn't he? Oh, He'd have, he'd have some speech ready now. about finishes and starters. James, James, is there anything you want to... Would you like to come on to this Sunday morning show more often, or is it... Oh, is I love it. You? Absolutely. Oh, come I'm, on putting every week. The, I'm putting you on the spot there, James. But... And I, no, I'd love to, and I'll dress properly next time instead of pretending... No, no always no, wear that... Don't dress properly. That dress like girl. that. So, well, it's a bit... Right, so Always Be Comedy has never won a Chortle Award, which is an absolute crime. Yes. And yeah. so I think we've got, we've got a chance this year. So we, we, we'd love you to vote. Always Be Comedy... As best pro comedy night, but where can I share the link? Mm. Uh, do you know what? I'll put it on Twitter. Yeah, tw- tweet it out. I'll I am it, I'm at James Gill Comedy. Yeah, I can share it on there. James runs a really lovely uh, comedy night in where is it? Is it Kensington? Kennington. Kennington. And, and there's a new one in Wandsworth as well. Oh, but, but like, it's much loved by comedians. Yeah, like like you know, people like Kevin Bridges. Kevin is like a regular there. Whenever you know, if he's down from Glasgow, it will we'll do a show with him. So it's that sort of night. It's we, what what we wanted to create was like the Cheers Bar, where everybody knows your name and they're always glad you came. It's that sort of yeah. clubhouse vibe, you know. So if you can, I'll put the link on Twitter. If you can vote for James's club on the Chortle Awards, James can have a little bit of perspex on his shelf behind him. Yeah, I'm going to give it to Tim, our tech, if we win. Ah. Oh. There you go. Get voting. Get voting, everyone. I'm yeah. talking a good game. If we do win, I imagine us having a fist fight on stage. I've changed my mind. Yeah. Um, but yeah, I'll give it to Tim. Yeah. So everyone vote. Thanks very much, lads. Always love. No to see worries. You. Thanks, James. John, I think the next Johnny's growing that much. The next time I see him, he's going to be dressed like Carlo Ancelotti. Yeah. I, uh, I've, Carlo Ancelotti's book is incredible, oh. by the way. Still on really good. Idea, give that a read. Give if you if anyone likes football books, give Carlo Ancelotti's book a read. It's incredible. What's the best you've ever read? Hang on, we're on the bloody show here. Ca- Carlo What's the best football book you read? Carlo Ancelotti. Easy. Is it really? Yeah, I used the quote from his thing in my uh, uni application. Go on. I, I can't remember it, but I just remember I did. And on that my, note, my favourite is uh, Bill Shankly. I've got a family upstairs, James. Bill Shankly, Red or Dead <laughs> by David Peace is a, is a masterpiece. Everyone go to Twitter and vote for James's Comedy Club. That's it. Yeah. God bless you, lads.
Thank you very much, everyone. Oh, lovely and, Sunday, uh, everyone. Well done, see you next week. Cheers, yeah. James. See Take you care. Guys. Bye, guys. Bye. 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 Bye.